Driving to Hollywood. I wish I could stay. Yo, listen, okay? You are tuned in to an all new episode of A Seat at the Table podcast. First of all, first of all, if you have not seen the new visuals for the new Black China, what is sure to be a bop for her new single, Hollywood, please, (laughs) can you go watch it, please? China, girl, bitch, girl, girl. Now, you know, if you are a fan of this show, this is episode, what, 100 and... I don't know, whatever, 200 and something. I have no idea. But what I do know is if you are a fan of this show, then you know. Um, the ladies of the Far East, that is Black China and her mama Tokyo Tony. I love them. We rate them on this show. We give them enough props. Enough. Listen, to me, I feel like they are making spaces for Black women where in a lot of in a lot of realms we don't exist you know she black china oh god okay we're just gonna oh my god we're just gonna get messy right from the start oh my god me oh okay all right no we're not gonna be messy we're we're just listen here's the thing right here's here's the motherfucking thing i think there's always something to learn out of all of this right so the irony that Black China would be the only woman to bear an actual Kardashian. Hmm? Let's think about that. All of the Kardashian women <clears throat> all have kids, but these kids, none of them bear the name Kardashian. They are all Disick, West, uh, Scott, whatever. Black China is the only woman to have an actual Kardashian, dream Kardashian, right? So, I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, the irony, right? The irony that she would be kind of um, entering the realm of this world, of this kind of celebutant Hollywood world, where she was kind of her forward, her foray into it was a relationship with Kim, um, being friendly with Kim and kind of going from there. Um, all of it is just really interesting to me, especially because like, I love an unlikely hero. I love an unlikely hero. Black China to me is an unlikely hero because the way that she has oftentimes been pursued, like um, the the way that she's been conveyed in in the media, oftentimes of has come across as like, oh, she ruined Rob and she this and she that. But the balance to that is. You know, Rob himself said, yeah, she helped me lose weight and find confidence in myself. And, you know, so it, there's a yang and a yang that exists to Black China that I love. Girls like Lori Harvey, Black China, these girls that are, you know, making spaces for Black women where these spaces only existed for white women. You know, white women have been infiltrating families and bearing children and doing all kind of um, 
<laughs> shall we say, um, nefarious things to keep their boats afloat. You know, black women, we always like this whole, like, be strong, be out there, be a working woman, taking care of everything and doing everything. Not saying that black China and these women aren't doing that, but these women are really popular because of, you know, they are, they come out there and they are, really expressive of their sexuality and their beauty. And um, one would even venture a assumption to say that their, their foray into Hollywood is really kind of who they, who they kind of present themselves to be, these sexual sirens that are celebutants you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, and that space oftentimes is only occupied by the Paris Hiltons and the the girls, you know. So this new single by uh, Black China to me is a bop. Now, if you know me, you know, I love nothing more than swaying my hips off beat in the streets, honey. Yes, like a crazy white Karen. Oh, yes. So this song where the, now most of y'all are probably not going to really be here for this song, right? Um, Turned into Hollywood. Oh, I love it. I'm sorry. (laughs) And then she just looks amazing in the video. Like she's giving you like, yes, girl, I'm done up. Okay, bitch, this body's done up. This face is done up. The fucking hair is Hey, like, bitch, see me, girl. See me. See me. And I see it for her. Listen, take me to the far east, bitch, of Hollywood. I'm there with you. I am, I'm here. I love it. Um, and that also, like, harkens me to some other uh, interesting things that happened this week if we're talking about celebutants and such. So if you girls have been following... Uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you know that Garcelle Bouvet is a cast member. I think this is season two for her. Well, new to the cast is Paris Hilton's mom and Kyle Richards' sister, um, Kathy Hilton. And in this week's episode, Garcelle could... Garcelle is conveying to Kathy and Kyle and some of the other women that she was oftentimes annoyed by Paris because she felt like um, Paris was disengaging when she was out in public, meaning like she was always on her phone. And Paris's mom exclaimed to Garcelle, like, honestly, she was only ever doing that because she's really, really shy. And a lot of times she wasn't even on the phone. She was just kind of doing it to not have to deal with people. And when I heard her say that, I just thought to myself, like, that's so human. How many times? Listen, I don't know about you, but for me, I am. It's very it's not odd to me to find people who are introverted extroverts, meaning like in a social situation with people that they know or one degree of separation people that they know, meaning like a friend of a friend or a family family or whatever. They are really social, really funny, what have you. When they get around people that they do not know, there is 
just no connection whatsoever, those... I can tend to withdraw and just kind of be more observant in that situation. And to the point that like I awkwardly will even do the same thing. Like I will get down into my phone and use my phone as a crutch to not even have to be social. Now I find myself doing that less often as I get older, but I've definitely had situations where just to avoid being social with people, because I'm not really a social person, I get down in my phone and it's so interesting that like the ego would make somebody who you probably aren't even paying attention to. You're just trying to disengage from the entire room. And this person is looking at you like, what an asshole. Like, is she trying to avoid me or whatever the case is? Just sometimes it's not about you. You know, that's what that made me think. Girl, sometimes it's not about you. So some other interesting things happen in this week. Uh, Now, what exactly is going on with with Jay-Z and Mariah Carey? Now, it's being reported, um, and this actually only came through The Sun, which reliable source or not, not sure, but that's where the news stems from. Now, if you know anything about the New York scene as of lately, New York is due for a reemergence, right? Like, does that make sense to anyone? If you're not from New York or if you don't live in New York or you haven't lived in New York long enough to know that, you know, we went through a dry period. We went through a dry period, like a social scene dry period here. And I think that post-pandemic, Things are popping off here in New York. The city has been busy. And I think that we are on the cusp of a reemergence. Like, I don't think that we're quite there yet. But the streets are hot. The streets are so hot that violent crimes have gone up exceedingly, right? And if you live in New York, you know that any time you step out your house is $200 minimum. Minimum. Minimum, bitch. Minimum $200. You leave your house is $200 in New York now. Yeah, that's one of the post-pandemic things. How is it in y'all city? Because I swear to God, every time I leave gas, a million dollars, groceries, five, six thousand trillion gajillion dollars. And God forbid that you want to eat healthy. Oh, well, bitch, it ain't tricking if you got it. But if you ain't got it, you I just said to my parents yesterday, like, dude, I'm all my meals about to be coming from the 99 cent menu which means I'm going to be eating just a bunch of shit that don't got no parents. Just like, it's just some fucking shit that they made up in Dexter's laboratory. I swear to God, I swear for Jesus. It costs a million dollars to leave your house in New York right now. Bitch, I bought some cherries at the fucking supermarket. The goddamn cherries were $10 a fucking pound. $10 a pound. Now let's put this into perspective, right? Newborn babies <laughs> on average are about six pounds and they're still light as, light as a feather, right? A bag of cherries, if you're going to get like a... All right, let's see. <sighs> Let's see. What can we talk? What it, like? I don't know, y'all. Like, I don't even know. All right, uh, just a a pound. A pound is nothing. A pound is nothing. Ten dollars for one pound of cherries. 
So a bitch can't want no cherries. God damn. Damn. Okay. Uh, everything. Everything. The price is way too high. And I don't know. But honestly, New York do with a reemergence. Let's bring it back full circle. Damn, y'all, we always got ADD when we talk. We always do. We just be veering off the subject. But anyway, I'm going to bring it back. I'm bringing it back. We were talking about Mariah Carey quitting Rock Nation management. Now, this is all amidst of rumors. And this was originally published by The, the Sun. But the story has it that Mariah Carey has just announced her new management team, along with her two-week notice from her former label, Rock Nation, according to The Sun. Now, reports say that Carey got into a huge argument with Jay-Z about her career and how she wanted to be taken seriously. Now, apparently, her options weren't coming across fast enough, so she decided to part ways. Sources close to Rock Nation stated Mariah and Jay had an explosive meeting, which did not go well at all. She has made it clear that she wants nothing more to do with him and has called it quits with Rock Nation. Now, this is all crazy because the work that they've done in the past couple of years, in my opinion, has been really, really phenomenal. Um... I and I don't know how much of that is just partnership with Rock Nation or was this like Mariah just kind of going out on her own um, in the past couple of years. But uh, to me, to me, first of all, was the book in partnership with Rock Nation because the book was majestic. I, I I really, so let's uh, help me understand what she stands to lose if she parts ways with Rock Nation. Like, because yes, she's done great work with them, but let's be honest, right? She's Mariah fucking Carey, right? So she has been through... Tommy Matola and where she was at with Columbia. She's been through it with Island Def Jam and now her partnership with, uh, at any point in time, did she ever do Arista? She never did Arista, right? Like I just, I'm not, okay. So really she's Mariah Carey. She can go anywhere and do anything. And parting ways to me is not that much. It's it's only salacious because it is, you know, Mariah Carey part ways with Jay-Z. Rock Nation is not just Jay-Z. Rock Nation management, sports, entertainment, etc. Jay-Z is the headliner behind all of this. But I mean, let's look at kind of the the culmination of Mariah Carey's career. Again, she's parted ways with Columbia. She's parted ways with Island Def Jam. She's parting ways now with um, with Rock Nation. And I don't see this as being kind of like a big deal. I think that like she should be taken seriously as an artist. Every artist wants to be taken seriously. But at the same time... Cause I'm a lamb and I, this is not shade, but at the same time, 
If you are a company, you are going to hedge your bets behind whichever is the um, the act from a business perspective that's going to net you the most, that resonates most right now with the audience that is kind of spending the most. And I don't know, while Mariah Carey's lambs have lots of disposable income because they are very rich, honey, I don't know that like, maybe maybe that partnership is done and maybe that's okay. Like, and I know we have a hard time to hear stuff like that. I know we have a hard time dealing with stuff like that, but I think it is okay to dissolve a partnership that no longer serves you. Like, you just have to be able to do it and not um, and not be so caught up in what you're losing that you forget that you've done this before and you can do it again. Even if you're Mariah Carey, even if you're me, you know, um, yeah, so... So are you guys following all of this shit that's happening with Portia and this guy and this Fallon girl and the things and Fallon doing this new YouTube interview that is slated to air sometime soon? I don't even know when, but whatever. I'm sure I'm sure someone will let us know. But uh, if you're following all of this, then. You know that uh, it, it seems like there was quite the entanglement. It was coming across as though Portia stole this man from his wife and his happy home. And he's got these kids and he's got these Irish twins out there, too, because this is not the first time that he's cheated on this one. It just it's a lot. Right. Anyways, um, it is now being alleged that. His wife actually is the first one who cheated and yeah, it's just spiraling out of control and I don't understand why we know all of this and I don't understand why everyone has to like, I don't understand why everybody's life is for sale, child. Like it just, it gives, it gives so, it just, I don't know. It just gives crazy town to me, right? Cause like, why, why do we know all of this? Like, I don't think that it's crazy that all of this is happening because everybody has been through some level of entanglement, right? But, well, maybe me saying everybody is a little bit of a reach, but you know how it goes. Um, At any rate, <sighs> so... Did any of you guys go to this um, Coach P's party from Quality Control in Atlanta? Did any of y'all go to this Black Excellence, this this um, Fear Rocher Black Excellence chocolate event? Oh, my God. Okay, so... Um, I guess this took place in Atlanta earlier on this week. All the stars were out. Everybody had an amazing time. Everyone looked excellent and clean and everyone looked like they smelled like white diamonds. 
And it just, yeah, it just looked, it just looked amazing. But, um, one of the takeaways to come out of this is that, you know, I know y'all don't think that young Miami and Diddy have anything going on. I know y'all don't. So we're just going to move on. Um, so I just started listening to this little baby, uh, little Dirk album. And as I am enjoying it, I see that, um, I guess little Dirk just lost his brother to gun violence in Chicago, um, sometime this weekend. So, uh, rest in peace to him and prayers up to his family. That's really, 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 really crazy. Um, my hope is that, um, we can get to a point where at least inflicting violence on one another in our own communities, we can start to kind of see you know, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I don't even want to talk about that stuff because, child, the streets are very post pandemic notification number 1006. Because I would love to know what's your post pandemic observations. I've got a lot. One of them being that, like, I've also been experiencing a very, um, I've also been noticing that there's a really harsh yin and yang and no in between where people are either extremely aggressive and hostile or they're extremely zened out and they're cool. No in between. Like no one's serving up in between. Everyone's giving either too much or like just it's I don't know why. I really do not know why. You know what? I also don't know why. Why y'all didn't invite Lawrence to the pool party? Huh, Issa? Why y'all didn't invite Lawrence to the pool party with Diddy? Y'all mad at him? Is he? I'm sorry. This is going to sound crazy because it's been, I feel like it's been so long since I've watched the show, but we ended on a good note with with Lawrence, right? So why are we mad at him? Are we mad at him? Y'all, do we hate Lawrence? I don't know. I'm just trying to find out, do we hate Lawrence? That's it. Um, well, one of the brighter side stories this week to come out is that... Um, uh, President Biden recognized that the hate and the domestic terrorism that's happened 100 years ago in the Tulsa race massacres, um, still that kind of deep-rooted hate and racism still exists today. He's planning on making significant changes to combat the country's racial inequality. His administration has tackled many things, according to CNN, and will implement opportunities for small business, racial discrimination in housing and voting rights. President Biden announced this week that he would use federal purchasing power to contribute to federal contracting for small disadvantaged 
businesses. According to the White House, the emphasis will be on minority ownership, granting them 10 to 15 percent, which will translate to almost an additional to up to 10 billion dollars used to revitalize uh, underserved communities. Uh, Now, I think that like one of the things that is amazing about that is that post-pandemic, which we've been talking about for quite some time, but we talked about people not wanting to go back to work for whatever reason, right? People are finding out that like, okay, I can either go to work and spend, you know, 5% of my earned income just getting to work. And 5% is a very low amount considering how much gas, toll, wear and tear, all kind of shit is, right? So you're spending a percentage just getting back to work because work most times doesn't pay for that. And then you're also coming home and the price of everything else is uh, increased. And so you are now spending more money at home. So is it worth it even leaving your house for the most part? Is it worth it? And most people, a lot of people, according to job numbers, are not. In 2019... The median household income for black people was $24,000. For white people, it was $188,000. To say that there is a gap um, in, in in the financial realm is, or in the economic realm, is an understatement. Uh, I just, you know, and, and that was not median income. That was actual median net worth, uh, for, for black people versus white people as recently as 2019. Oh, I'm not trying to like put you down, you know, cause the U S job market recovery is up, honey. U S employers, um, are adding uh, half a million more jobs were added to the job market in May alone. And uh, that was the biggest job gains that we've had um, in quite some time. And most of those gains came from the hospitality industry, restaurants, bars, but... Nonetheless, America is still down 7.6 million jobs compared to February of 2020. So, I mean, a lot of people, though, are opting to start their own business and do their own thing because why not? Why not be the captain of your own ship? Now, that takes a lot of dedication And you've got to be willing to kind of sacrifice something, right? You got to be willing to say that there's something that you just 
won't be a part of. Certain trips will have to miss you. Certain parties are just going to be a no-go. You know, and that's okay because if you recognize the greater good, then it it may pinch a little bit, but you're still seeing the worth of doing it. I guess for me, <clears throat> you know, intent has always been the biggest thing. Like I never want to do something and I don't, you know, my intention is always to be like, especially at this age, where I want to be doing what I want to do at this point of my life. And it's not so that I can come across looking a particular way. Because like, one of the things that I am often, um, I don't know, sometimes I feel like people disdain ordinary right? Like people just disdain ordinary, right? And right now we're living in a world where everybody is doing something. Everybody is something. Every Everybody is doing like something that's worthy of, you know, being known or whatever the case is. And, you know, people kind of don't like ordinary, like, you know, people are looking for popping, and I guess there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I totally understand it. And I'm looking for popping too, right? But I guess you just have to know at the end of this all what you want to be like your your legacy. Like, what do you want to be the thing that you were known for? Like, do you want your thing to be, you know, could you imagine like, could you imagine people like posting videos now of your mom showing her cooch at, at Freak Neek from 20 years ago and how embarrassing that would be, you know, but she was popping then. It wasn't a problem then. It's not like a big deal, you know, like all these people who are getting dragged out here and canceled at the time when they were doing their infractions, it wasn't a big deal. Like, they was having a little coke, you know, not a big deal. They was doing a little this, doing a little that, you know. I oftentimes wonder, 20, 30 years from now, will you look at the things that you're doing and feel the same way about it? No regrets? Will you feel no regrets, you know? Uh, I don't know. It's been an interesting week. Um, how have you been? How are you holding up? Has anybody checked in on you? No, and I mean that seriously. Only from the standpoint of, have you taken a deep breath at all this week? Have you like just held your breath in and taken a, all the air into your stomach It just exasperated and just kind of let it deflated yourself like a balloon. Sometimes you just need to do that. You know, you just need to take it all in and just let it go. Right. I certainly do believe that kind of breathing in like that and having that moment almost allows you to recharge and just get lighter. 
I felt like earlier on this week, like I just felt like my battery was dying. And I had to kind of look at it from like, what is the source of that? And it's a couple of things, a couple of factors. Like I'm a person who really, as much as I love change, because it's evident by how much I change my look, but I love change and I hate change at the same time. I hate the unsteadiness of inconsistency in my life. Like if you and I check in with each other every couple of days or every other day and we have like a thing, when that goes away, I'm always like weirded out by it. You know, I can't handle like change from that standpoint. Or if I'm with someone and we are doing things consistently and you know, and I mean like a romantic partner and we're doing things consistently and all of a sudden that stops like, I don't know, inconsistency. It's like that change in that way always makes my alarms go up, like makes me feel like mm, something's not right. Because like where what's the impetus for the change, right? But I guess I am trying to learn how to be okay with not controlling everything and I can be okay. It's okay for me to not be okay with the change, but it's also okay for anybody to act in the realm that they feel is necessary and I don't have to wig out about it. Like, you know, I'll do what's necessary for me and I'm sure that that's what everybody else is doing. Um, speaking of which, okay, um, can we talk about Beyonce at this, um, Knicks game last night and how amazing she looks? She looked like a million trillion, trillion bucks, um, I'm so just head over heels with her. Okay, I've digressed though. So let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to set the table. And we are back. So every week we set the table for either a new life lesson or something going on. So... Because we homies, I always feel like it is not uncommon for me to share certain personal things about myself. Because the thing is, when you get to a certain level of consciousness, you understand that everything that you feel, everybody else feels it, right? They may feel it in a different way, but... We are truly tied to each other by the same currency, right? So one of the things that I have been dealing with lately is I've realized that I really lack a lot of self-compassion. And basically what I mean by that is... I am oftentimes um, one who will tell someone, hey, man, give yourself a break. If I am overwhelmed, confused, 
lonely, anxious, going through some abnormal situation of like astronomical proportions. Self-compassion is the thing that I oftentimes lack for myself, but I have an abundance for other people. Now, self-compassion is a muscle that if you have it and you can exercise it, it's an extraordinary strength to have. Oftentimes, though, it is one of those you should practice what you preached, but maybe you don't kind of vibes. And I figured out the other day that Honestly, I don't even know how to give myself a little compassion, right? So if I'm feeling lonely, I don't really know how to have tools or get conscious enough sometimes in that moment to exercise tools that are not going to produce a new magic person but tools that are going to help me be able to be all right with it in that moment. Whether it is some weird interpersonal schism that I'm having with the man that I love or my parents or my family members or whatever or a friend of mine or if it's, you know, I don't know, something happening at work or whatever it is. It creates this level of like uncertainty and anxiety within me, which often can kind of manifest itself into different um, low level lying energy behaviors. Like I might start smoking more. I might start drinking more. I might start eating more bad foods. I might start acting out towards people. I might, you know, kind of. Um, And that's all stress and anxiety and fear looping itself now into behavior. And it's so hard to be conscious in those states because like if you are conscious in what you're feeling, then you know that like I, I have tried to get to the point where I can identify, okay, I feel lonely. And because I feel lonely, now I feel fear. Because I feel fear, I may be trying to disassociate. So I'm going to drink more or I am going to eat more or I'm going to, you know, kind of disengage also because that's also a level of it. Or I'm going to procrastinate. Right? Because we oftentimes talk about the things that we do in excess when it comes to feeling effects of lack of compassion. Right? But some of the ways that that lack of compassion can manifest itself is I could also start withholding. Right? Because oftentimes we only look at it from the standpoint of, how is how are all these low level lying feelings how are those things manifesting into excess right but we don't oftentimes look at it is from a withholding standpoint and what i mean by that withholding from any position of life oftentimes you don't even notice that you're withholding so you may procrastinate you may disengage from people 
You may shut down completely. You may ice someone out. You may decide that you're just not going to give it any effort whatsoever. Those kind of behaviors where you decide that you're not just going to withhold in that particular moment, but you're going to disengage from life, period. Those are also lack of compassion. And we oftentimes don't want to look at those behaviors and subject them to anything that we may be feeling that's low level lying, but... Although so much is out of our control, one of the major self-care tools each individual has is the ability to mindfully engage in ongoing self-compassion, right? So how how do you give yourself a break? How do you take what you deserve, which is just some kindness, some compassion? Well... Um, one, one, uh, health and mind associate says that you should give yourself a gentle pass when it comes to productivity. Start by not forcing yourself to go from zero to a hundred, right? You ease your way into things. Now that doesn't mean doing the bare damn minimal. But it means giving yourself the allowance to set realistic goals and ambitions just even for that day. See, everything can be broken down into a do and don'ts list, right? Everyone loves just being able to tick off to-do lists and say, you know, small victories, realistically, that's the thing that gets you through the day. And the lack of kind of setting this unrealistic bar for yourself oftentimes is what is the equation to failure. Now, the second thing that one suggests is flipping your mindset from the cold side of the pillow. So rather than focusing on what you haven't done or can't do, why don't you just try focusing on what you are doing? So instead of focusing on the man that you ain't got, the car that you ain't got, the money you don't have, try focusing on the things that you can be happy for. I know. I actually have a praise and worship station on both Pandora and Spotify that I follow. And it just helps me to sometimes when you listen to certain music, it helps to get you in that that mind space, right? Now, it's just knowing the difference between long and short-term goals and creating realistic to-do lists. Do whatever works for you, yo. Now, lastly, you've got to honor your own emotions. A lot of times, specifically for black women, this kind of you're weak because you are crying or you're being sad. And I don't even think that it's just regulated to black women. It's oftentimes regulated to black men, too. From a young age, you're taught to not feel emotion. You're taught to toughen up, right? But toughen up, what does that exactly mean? 
See, without any real guys for what to do, how to compartmentalize your feelings and emotions and how to intellectualize what is really happening to you versus what you're just feeling, it's going to be really hard for you then to really authenticate and navigate in a realistic world. You've got to be able to identify like, okay, I'm feeling this way, but in reality, I'm safe. I'm alive. And all of those things that I'm feeling either already happened to me or have not happened to me. In this moment, even if I'm hurt, I can identify it and I can allow it to not spiral into hurt Sadness turns into hurt, turns into fear, turns into me acting out in some sort of excess or withholding behavior that doesn't bode well for self-compassion. Whether it's the result of an issue of a huge or a small thing, grief, loss, a breakup, whatever it is, you've got to be able to give yourself just a little compassion about it. This really means kind of getting out of your own head, getting out of your own way, getting out of the focus on yourself sometimes. And just in that, finding a little moment of self-care. Listen, Finding room to be compassionate for yourself is not about being selfish. It's about good self-care. And the one of the most compassionate things that you can do is be able to identify what you're feeling and then rationalize and intellectualize to yourself where you are right now. Put that critical voice on mute, at least for the week. Give yourself realistic to-dos. And you know what? Thank yourself and thank your body and thank your mind and your spirit for taking you through one day. It's a lot to do. And thank you guys so much for listening. Listen, let's catch up same time, same place next week. And remember, if you aren't at the table, possibility is that you're on the menu. Peace. See, the thing is, as everyone tells you, like, in these times, you should be so happy to have employment, right? But what they don't tell you is, is that employment is not exactly necessary. It's just some stupid construct to continue slavery because whatever it is that you're making will far, far, be a far outcry from however much they're making off you. Now, the thing is, right, at least for me, everyone's like, oh, well, you can... Use this podcast. First of all, shout out to all of y'all that are casting your pods out there. There are more than 8 million active podcasts right now in the world. That's right. You heard me. 8 million 
more than, there are actually more than 8 million active podcasts in the world. Less than 5% of podcasters are actually making money off of their podcast. Listen, I'm not telling you this to make you sad or bring you in on a somber note. I'm just saying, we're just stating the facts here, right? You know, first of all, you're listening to A Seat at the Table, yada, yada, yada. You can find us everywhere. Um, Anchor will probably pull this episode because I'm about to talk shit about them too. But you can find us there if you want. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, yada, yada, yada. All right, so first things first, right? First things first, happy post Juneteenth to you. Um, now, I don't know about any of you, but I did not request. Now, okay, first of all, let me just say this. I am, I am fortunate enough to work for an organization that allows you to take off tertiary holidays, holidays that are not considered real holidays, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, okay. So holidays that are not considered real holidays, yada, 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 but you can still get paid for them. Juneteenth is one of those holidays. Now, initially I thought to myself, this is fantastic. I shan't be working for you whites on Juneteenth. Guess what? I'll hearken back to the years that followed that people in Texas finally fi- they finally was flewed out they finally was flewed out and f- and found out that they was free slavery had in fact ended all right cool right so that's why we celebrate Juneteenth then congress joe biden and kamala harris now i have heard a lot of things listen Choosing our select politicians was like a choice between a sneeze and a fart, right? You ever have like a hard sneeze and you kind of like want to keep it in? You're like, because <laughs> you know, like if you sneeze with the power that is inside of you, your whole, your ovaries will shimmy, okay? Your testicles will shake, all right? So you try to hold it in cute, you know? Or those times where you're like, you know, let me hold this fart in because I know, (laughs) I know that hell hath no fear. This actually is identifying itself as a fart, but in actuality, it's the Rachel Dolezal of farts, okay? Because she claims she a fart, but what she really is, is a something else, bitch, and I am not tempting fate. So if those are your two choices, you may choose the sneeze because it's probably a little bit less messy, right? So we chose Joe and Kamala because it was a little bit less messy, right? And I got to tell you, I kind of missed the times where like you could get a quick laugh out of your government. But I guess they decided to bring it back to circle the block on stupidity for old time's sake. Now, I don't want to sound ungrateful, right? And that's why I talk about my job, because you don't want to sound ungrateful for getting it like you like, oh, yeah, 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 this is nice. This is this is a nice to have, not a need to have. Right. This is a nice to have, not a need to have, bitch. You know, I know the fucking difference. But they gave us Juneteenth. Now, my problem with Juneteenth is and I know that y'all are going to be like this, that girl. 
girl it is now a federal holiday but i feel like it should only be a holiday for the black people right because we we are celebrating the fact that black people were the last to find out that they was free in a world where we're still not free oh shit oh shit yeah you see that you know what just happened the, the yeah yeah everything just went off in your brain because you was like oh shit look what she just did there anyhow so yeah juneteenth is a holiday i don't think that white people should get it off i think that it should be a day that they are actually required to work i think it should always fall on a saturday i think they should always be required to work sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry like i think in seven years we can tell them that they can have it off that's my plan you know but little you know what do i know i don't know nothing Ay, 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 mijo, how are you? How are you? You know, it's so funny how you could have so many conversations and people not actually genuinely ask you, how are you? So shout out to the people who actually ask, how are you? For the people who actually check up on you, for the people who are, you know, don't apply the pressure, for your non-judgmental friends, shout out to all of them, the non-judgmental cousin or coworker that you have, shout out to them. Um, because I, I feel like I, uh, you know, it's been a weird week for me it's always a weird week for me but I think for me when I say weird I try to choose my words because words have meaning and so weird as in like I've had like um really great moments by myself where I was able to just like just chill just chill I ate a lot of shitty shit and I have been eating a lot of shitty shit lately so gonna have to like you know, pump the brakes on that. But you know what's crazy, though, is that it is so inexpensive to eat bad, right? It's so if you want to make a bad food choice, it doesn't cost you much. Now, if you want to make a good food choice, if fruits, I mean, we've talked about this, the cherries are fucking $9.99 a pound. Go fuck yourself. They're delicious, but please fuck yourself. You know, everything is $100. I want to know how are y'all? Listen, 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 Linda. Okay. Now, I want to know how you're doing. But if you are part of the group that is going outside, because here's what I've here. Here's what I've realized in the past couple weeks. I realized that, first of all, even though time stopped last year socially from a social standpoint, I feel like there is a weirdness outside. Like there's an energy of weirdness outside. People are outside as though they've never been outside before in their fucking life. I'm from New York City. Crimes are at an all-time high. Shootings are going crazy. Like, so there was time to stood still from the from a social construct standpoint. Time did not stand still from the proverbial capitalist clock, right? So I don't know about you, but it's like, okay, so it seems as though everybody wants to make back whatever they lost, which no one should have lost anything last year unless you're a small business, right? If you're a small business and you took an L last year and you didn't take a PPP loan and you know, you're not down with PPP because that's other people's monies. Okay, so cool. I understand how you took a loss. If you're a major corporation and you 
your cost of living adjustment for your employees was less than like 2%, but you made, you still continue to make profit last year. Please suck me dry. Suck me dry, doll. Yeah, because here's what I've noticed. I've noticed that a lot of these companies, you know, if you look at the current job market and um, list of available jobs, right? So the job market is showing that, yeah, there are a lot of available jobs for people out there. The problem is, is that people don't want those jobs. So everyone's wondering, why doesn't anyone want to work, right? Because that's what it seems like. So the problem is, it's not that people don't want to work. It's that people are realizing that it's, it's just pointless. It's just pointless, right? Because you're going to spend all your money You're going to spend all the money that you're earning into caregiving responsibilities, getting to work, looking like you work, eating like you work. At some point, something's finna, something's finna fall. Okay. The implication is that the federal government expanded the unemployment benefits of $300 each week. And that was keeping people in at home. Um, that's bullshit, right? We all know that, that that's bullshit. It's like, it's like, um, it's like some sort of secret rumor between, uh, business owners and the wealthy, you know, they want to, they want to use the media to trump up that argument. But, um, what's happening is not a feature or a cause of an effect of people getting an extra $300 a week. Please suck me dry. $300 on a 400 or max that you can get in some states is four to $500 a week. So $300 on top of that, that ain't really doing much for the, for the average American, right? You know, in March, employers added nearly 1 million new jobs, right? If job openings accelerate faster than people apply for work, then yeah, business owners got a problem on their hand, right? <sighs> I don't know, you guys. I don't know. Listen, I'm I'm just I'm just spitting game right now. I'm just telling y'all what I know. I don't really know shit. I don't make the rules, you know, but what I do know is, is that, um, to me, people aren't going to work because instead of the top 1% getting a bulk of, of the money, why don't you shake it out a little bit? Make it worth my while. You're not making it worth my while. And then when I come, I got to put up with your fuck shit. Jesus Christ. You know, the lack of accountability is is really crazy. And even for me, even for me as a person, like that's because you never you never say, oh, look at me. You always say, look at you. Right. So for me, it's like the lack of accountability is rich. Right. I know that. I know. I know. And it's easy to, you know, not be, not want to at least be held accountable. But shit happens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyways, let's get into some trash this week. 
So, did you guys watch Trina and Eve? What did you think? I thought, first of all, I thought both ladies looked amazing. Mm. I thought they looked great. I thought they sound great. I thought a lot of you bitches was fucking disrespecting Katrina Laverne Taylor. Saying that she wasn't going to give you guys the bee's knees. But that's what she did. And yes, um, you know, Eve looked amazing. Eve looked rich. That's what I feel. I was trying to think, what did Eve look like? Because she looked good. Yeah, she looked good. But no, she looks... She looks wealthy. That's what she looks like. She looks wealthy. And she looks like she came out of wealth to just come and humble us real quick with the quick appearance and do a little shimmy like she used to do when she was down here with the rest of us lessers. Mm-hmm. You, we see you. And we honor you this Black History Month. Yeah, every month is Black History Month for me. So yeah, I just felt like she... Looks amazing. I feel like uh, Trina won. Yes, we both won. But Trina won. But we both won. But Trina won. Um, Can someone tell me why you bitches keep having babies for Nick Cannon? Happy Father's Day, by the way. Happy Father's Day to fathers. Fathers, fathers. And fathers, fathers, fathers. But you hoes have really... You hoes have really, really... Just have to tell me... Why y'all bitches keep having babies for Nick Cannon? Now, Nick Cannon, who um, just recently um, had twins this week with Abby De La Rosa. Um, So she just gave birth to twins for him, um, Zion and Zillion Cannon. Um, And then, and then, not to be outdone, and a young lady by the name of Alyssa Scott confirmed that she too is expecting a child for Nick. Now, Nick, who also counts as part of his illustrious baby's mother's group, Mariah Carey, to which he has also twins with. And um mm. I just came here to say that I too am going to have a baby with Nick Cannon. So there. Won't we all just be, I mean, honestly, aren't we all Nick Cannon's daughters, sons? We all are with Nick Cannon, truthfully. Who's not with Nick Cannon? I am. Seventh child, y'all. This will make his seventh child. Now, Glory be to God. And this is, let me say why this is a testimony. And I'm not even joking. First of all, one thing I'm not hearing is mess that Nick is not taking care of any of those seven children or six. This will be his seventh, right? So number one for me, as long as all we keep hearing is that he's having more kids. What we are not hearing is that he's a messy father. He's an absent father. He's a a, a uh, un- irresponsible father. He is an unaccountable father. I'm not hearing any of that shit. So as far as I'm concerned, number one, it's not none of my business. But number two, if it is going to be our business because your baby mamas is making it our business to know, then at least 
at least what we are knowing about you is that you are a present father. At least we're not hearing any mess. And if for nothing else, even if there is mess involved in his fatherhood, the fact that he is man enough to keep all of that shit corralled in, I I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. I mean, Bob Marley has a lot of kids. And you never, I don't hear anything about him being a bad dad. My thing is never about, oh, they shouldn't have as many kids. Says who? If you're rich, do listen to me, whatever you want to do, whatever, whatever your financial state is, do what you want to do. My thing is kids don't be asked. They are not asking to be in this world. So if they're going to come into this world, then do right by them, right? Do right by them in all ways, all ways do right by them, right? But I don't think that there's anything wrong with a nigga having a bunch of kids, especially if he can, especially if as a man, he is, you know, a lot of y'all might disagree with me and that's fine. But to me, I think that as a man, I, for me, as a woman, if I am involved with someone who has kids and he has more than one's baby mother, right? I am expecting that he, as a man, is a leader in this situation. Therefore, he is leading that there is a loving relationship between me and his children and that there is at least a knowingness between me and his children's mother, if we're involved. He's leading that. That's my thought, right? And if I come to a relationship and I have kids and I have a kid, and I get involved with somebody, it is my responsibility to ensure that whatever, whatever, whatever the frequency is between me and my baby's father and me and you know what and me and you that you always only have to deal with no outfall. We keeping it on a level, right? Hopefully you don't have to get involved. We keeping it on a level. And so to me, a lot of, a lot of times, And this gets into the Kevin Samuels of it all, right? Because I'm always willing to have a man lead. But to me, you can't lead me if you can't lead what you got going on over here, right? So what I say by that is he, him and his baby mom are not together. Him and him and this baby mom is not together. However, he has a respectful and cordial relationship and he demands that they in turn be respectful and cordial to any relationship that he that he involves his child in. Right? I expect him to lead that. If that bitch get out of pocket, I expect him to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on now. You know we don't get down like that. Because if I got to do it, if he leaving it up to me, well then that's why that's why I can't that's why I can't trust you to be my leader. Then you got to you got to lead. That's what I mean by leading. You know, you might have the money, you might have the bravado, whatever you think it is that it means to be a a man. But what I'm looking for is a man to lead. And what I mean lead is he carries himself with a particular frequency and he expects that any relationship that he is involved in, that same frequency exists. And if he brings, you know, the relationships of past to me, he is going to be like, all right, this is what I demand, you know, and and this is how it's going to be. That's how I feel. 
that's how I feel. And I'm ready for a man to lead like that. Hello. Amen. Hallelujah. But yeah. So anyways, yeah. So that's that with Nick Cannon. I guess he is just going to keep having mad kids. Um, So keeping up with the Kardashians had their reunion special felt very much like um, a real housewives reunion special, which was very interesting. Um, So far, we have learned that Kim is, I guess, on some levels, regretful um, of her sex tape, and that she is also regretful about how she um, ended the relationship with Chris Humphreys, the hump. Um, you know, first of all, I think that it is amazing that that family gave 20 seasons of, of their lives to television. I really do. I think it was for nothing else, an honest show, I guess, in whatever ways that it could be. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the, I think the reunion is cut out into a couple of different parts. Um, Kim also revealed that there was, um, a couple of general difference of opinions that led to her divorce with Kanye. And it wasn't just one particular thing. Um, you know, it was on some level to me. obvious that Kanye was rocking with Trump in a particular way and I don't I I want to say that I don't know that he was rocking with Trump from the it, this is difficult right because most of you guys are going to say well listen he said he was riding for that nigga and knowing everything that you know about what a horrible human being that he was, I don't think that you should be riding with him in any way, shape, or form, right? But at the same time, I think it always came off to me like Kanye was riding for uh, Trump's right to his opinion about whatever, right? It never came off as like he believed in certain things. But the thing that I think that Kanye never understood is that even him backing him from the standpoint of his right to have those opinions, just supporting that in and of itself can come off like you are deaf, tone deaf to everything, right? Um, so Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms signed an order to transform more than 100 city-owned restrooms in Atlanta to all gender use. Now, the converted restrooms will be single occupancy use, which means they're limited to one person at a time. Sorry, cruisers. (laughs) However... They will be available in various city facilities, including City Hall, Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, etc., etc. Now, 
the local 11 Alive News reported that the project cost less than $20 and less than $20,000 and should be completed by June 28th. Now, that is the date that marks the 52nd anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. Now, Keisha was quoted as saying, for too long, members of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, plus communities have been subjected to systemic inequities and barriers to opportunities as a result of prejudice and discrimination. Now, what say you fellow Atlanteans? Atlanta, you guys got some really amazing things happening. Now, I heard that, um, and is I don't know if this rumor has been confirmed, but it came to my attention that um, T.D. Jakes, Pastor Jakes, and Tyler Perry have bought up a huge amount of land. Now, come on. This is, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. This is what the land baby because that's the one thing that we'll never get more of more land but it is um being reported that uh td jakes and uh, tyler perry did in fact buy up some land there down in georgia and plan to not only develop some housing but also develop some uh commercial real estate etc so more to come on that exciting exciting um, also this week, uh, sources say that Lala Anthony has uh, filed for divorce from Carmelo Anthony. Now, this come amidst Carmelo falling to rumors from a young lady claiming that she, in fact, has a secret child by Carmelo. She said that Carmelo was, in fact, being financially obligated and responsible for said kid to a certain point. Now, she was able to produce some receipts. I'm not going to say her name because her name is not important, right? She was able to produce some receipts in the form of text messages. So she screenshot for the public to see. Yes, she is bringing this to the court of public opinion, which is the only reason why we know about this. Because we should not know that Carmelo Anthony has a secret baby or else it ain't no secret baby. <sighs> Any which way. This young lady has one text message exchange with Carmelo to which she says, I should put you on child support. And it really just gives that she wants a more than co-parenting relationship with Carmelo. And she isn't getting that. And she's not exactly happy about it. Um, Girl. You slept with him. You admitted that you knew he was married. You know, you knew because he is still only, only now is Lala filing for a divorce. Now, she also claims that she knows the man that Lala's fucking with. It doesn't matter. They're still married, girl. So, like, that does not bode well for you. But I always wonder, like, okay, so you have a, okay. <sighs> We've got to get out of this place where we see someone, people aren't performative, right? So the actions of a man should tell you exactly who he is, right? Which is something that's really difficult for me even because oftentimes I feel like I have been unable to walk away in romantic situations because no matter how many times someone shows me who they are, my heart 
My mind does not want to believe them. But you have to believe the actions of a person, even beyond the words that they speak. The actions are truly the embodiment of a man's heart. Now, if you see that this man, you claim he wasn't going to family functions anymore. He wasn't even living in a real space with Lala, right? Okay. But he was a good dad. So what did you expect from him? You thought he was going to come to you and be something different? He seems like he's going to be a decent dad. He's going to be financially obligated to this kid. Girl, take the check. You named the baby cash. Take the check and move on. Last but not least, in the realm of moving on, Michael fucking Costello, I drag you to the stage. Now, the reason why you are being led to this table, Michael Costello, and you aren't being given a seat. I do not care how many of the, um, uh, you, you, whatever it is that you, you know, I, it doesn't matter to me that you're gay, that you're, you know, a person of color. I don't, I don't want to hear any of this shit. Okay. Okay. Because Michael Costello, like, Everyone, okay, follow me, right? Michael Costello tried to drag Chrissy Teigen, who originally dragged Michael Costello, for referring to a customer as a nigga, right? Now, Michael Costello is a well-known dress designer, um, former Project Runway um, contender and dress designer, who has been known in the celebrity world for quite some time. Um, so here's the thing. One of his accusers, Maxie James, who claimed that he called her a nigga back in 2014, shot down James's at, um, allegations. Michael did, um, firmly, he firmly denied that he would ever do such a thing. However, It is being alleged that he's also had some really, really nasty behavior, not just racist, but just overall nasty and tacky, right? Okay, cool. He was called to the mat by Chrissy Teigen, who he later called to the mat because he said she bullied him so bad that he wanted to kill himself. Well, she bullied you because you did something wrong. Was it right? No, it was not. In comes Michael Costello coming back around saying that, um that oh yes i only did it and chrissy is the really bad one so now everybody's looking at chrissy teigen like oh girl you're horrible you made him feel bad for making somebody feel bad so it's okay to it's not okay it's okay for michael to call some black girl a nigga right because i mean like everybody's doing it but you don't don't bully him don't bully him that's what we can't do really um, okay. <laughs> Anyways, this, this further led to more people dragging him out. Um, and Chrissy said that Michael Costello actually made up some of those tweets. Um, and then John Legend got involved and then, the girl from Housewives of Atlanta, Fallon, she got involved saying that Michael was nasty to her and he talked crazy to her when she was coming to... Then uh, Eva Marcilden got involved and now she's talking about Michael is her friend and don't he don't be like that. Listen, 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 Linda. Okay? 
Everybody take a step fucking back because we all say and have done shit at some point in time that was really nasty, right? Now, Michael, if you're a fucking racist, nasty bitch, then guess what? Whether or not Chrissy drags you or anybody else, it's going to come to the light, bitch. It's going to come to the light. Chrissy ain't got nothing to do with nothing. The reason why you was might have been feeling bad about yourself is because you was making you you seem to be making it a point of duty of making everybody else feel bad about their shit. So maybe if you do some reflection, you 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 know, that frequency can kind of go away, right? But what you resist will persist. So okay? Please. Like the the whole thing was just like, "Oh, girl. Who the fuck?" Right? Um, so last, but certainly not least, Tori Lane's the baby and Meg the stallion. All right. So, um, the baby, um, appears on a song, a new song with Tori Lane's, um, the song is I've not I've not heard the song in its entirety. I have seen clips of the video. I believe that there is a reenactment of the thriller video at some part. Um so and the video has been number 1 on YouTube. Uh I heard a snippet of it. I thought the sound the song sounded very catchy. But nonetheless, I wasn't like pressed to the gates to hear it. Now, there's always been something, mm, I don't know, funny-ish about the um, baby Meg Thee Stallion. If you recall, there was a live that Meg Thee Stallion was on and she included the baby and he could be heard once he thought that the live was over and that he had exited that he could be heard saying, yeah, ugly bitch. Now, it was never confirmed or denied whether or not he was talking about Meg the Stallion, but Meg herself in that moment kind of was like, oh, because the live, she was still on the live, right? Um, anyways, so the baby is featured on this new song with Tory Lanez. Now, the baby also had a really, a number one hit with Meg the Stallion. Now, the baby seems like, listen, girl, I'm just out here for the bag, right? I'm just out here for the bag. I'm really not out here for anything else. You guys, I'm parked in a parking lot and I'm literally watching this woman. She just took a, she just like bent down and took a, just took a piss very randomly in the parking lot. I'm so confused. Anyways. So, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, now, why would, why would the baby, if he's cool with Meg, why would he do a song with Tori? Maybe he's not cool with Meg. Maybe they're just two people that collaborated on a project. Doesn't mean that they're friends, right? So, of course, the internet starts talking and, you know, the baby's like, listen, I ain't got really nothing to do, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, Meg the Stallion in a very um, covert way, I guess, addressed the situation between herself and the baby. 
In a tweet, she wrote, support me in private and publicly do something different. This, these industry men are very strange. The situation ain't no damn beef. And I really wish people would stop downplaying it like it's some internet shit for likes and retweets. And she wrote, justice is slow, as we've all seen. Back to my good day. Now, this was in response to the baby retweeting. I guess the baby and Tory Lane's cool now because both shot somebody and don't have no jail time. Now, see, now, I don't have a problem. The baby, you can do a song with Tory Lane's every day from here till Monday. But to emphasize the fact that this relationship is built on your sheer foundation for shooting someone and getting away with it is toxic. Now, the baby has a daughter, several daughters, at least. But the one which we all know, I cannot imagine a man being able to shoot her and and getting away with it, right? Now, a lot of times you niggas can only have sympathy for a woman that is an extension of you. Your mamas, your babies, maybe your sisters, maybe, maybe your big mamas. So your grandmothers, your mothers, your daughters, all other bitches, y'all really could care about less. It's nice if some of y'all care about y'all sisters, but for the most part, y'all niggas, Y'all really don't. I mean, honestly, I wish y'all niggas would just say that y'all hate women so we could just be done with it. You know what I'm saying? I wish y'all would say that y'all hate women. Y'all, oh, we just, we can't, we can't even be done with it because y'all don't want to be honest. And the honest to God truth is a lot of y'all niggas. And this don't got nothing to do with um, sexual preference. Let's get that straight because it's not a, Oh, he hates women because he's gay or he hates women because he's straight or he hates women because he's anything in between, right? There are just some men who hate women. And it, it's either conscious or subconscious, whatever, but it shows, but it shows, right? The only time they could ever like be okay with a woman is if she is an extension of him. Outside of that, they, they don't care. Anyway, <sighs> So then the baby responded, you done let these folks get the best of you, thug. I don't got no bad energy for you. You know, like I know, I ain't no industry nigga. Let them fool you into thinking you tripping. Stand on what you stand on without feeling like I'm against you. Focused. Stay focused, my G. To which Tina Snow responded, my stance hasn't changed at all. Yours has. We already spoke about this in private and you specifically said that ain't even no good business move. Why would I promote that shit? But now this ain't your beef. That ain't real. But you stay on your business, my G. Okay. Well, this began to just go further and further and further and further and further. And the baby started saying that he didn't retweet that thing. And, um, and anyways, this went on and on more answering, more this, more that to the point that Meg's boyfriend, Party Fontaine, Mr. Partisan Fontaine, major ghostwriter for most of your hip hop faves came on to say, you a clown ass nigga doing clown ass shit. Than trying to backpedal. Niggas, that's what it is. You don't ever got to address her again. 
This matter ain't about no public opinion or internet beef, so a nigga let a lot of that weak shit slide. (sighs) You niggas is corny. A lot of you women is corny. Any nigga that shoots a woman is pussy. Any nigga that sides with it, condones it, affiliates they self with, stands besides that type of behavior is a bitch. Any woman that supports it for any reason is a fucking sad, bitter, and confused. That's This just went on and on to which the baby responded with three laughing my ass off emojis. You must not know Mount B. You must not know about me. I'm really hoping that this does not escalate any further because it doesn't need to. But, you know, I just think... All of everything that happened between Megan and Tori is still shrouded in a lot of weirdness, why he wasn't charged, et cetera, et cetera. Um, The fact that, like, the baby would do a song is not the weirdest part for me. You know, I I don't see the baby being loyal to Tori or to Megan, you know? And to be honest with you, that's not even shade. That's just like, a th- I don't see the baby giving a fuck about any of that shit. Like, he's just loyal to himself. That's how I would see it. Right? Um, and Tory Lanez, no one ever said that he wasn't talented. Right? Everybody has always maintained. <sighs> everybody's always maintained that, um, that Tori has been and will be a talent. However, what was done to Megan was, um, it was some bullshit, y'all. It was some bullshit. Somebody shot that girl, okay? This is worse than who shot RJ. Like, just somebody shot her. Somebody knows something, but whatever. Anyways, Um, so why don't we just wrap up for the week? I know that's crazy, right? All right. So we missed last week and basically instead of setting the table this week, all I'm going to tell you guys is live in expectation for everything that it is that you want. And I know that's a hard frequency to maintain, right? It's a hard frequency to maintain because It's like when shit is working out, it's easy for everybody to be happy, right? When you got money to move, when you, when you good in your relationship, when the business is doing okay, when work is easy sailing, when everybody's healthy, everything is good. You're good, right? You're good. And everybody's good around you. The moment, the moment where those things are challenged, Right? Those things that are so closely associated to your ego, those are your things. The moment those positions are ever challenged, you could start to feel like, God, when is this person going to come? When am I not going to feel lonely anymore? When is, when am I not going to have to work anymore like this? When am I going to have a healthy day for the love of God? When am I going to find me a partner who cares? When am I going to be able to just live comfortably knowing that there will always be provision for me and my children? When, when, when? Right? 
rich. Some of y'all done went to college and it's paycheck to paycheck for you. And you wondering to yourself, well, what the fuck? When? When? When is it going to be better for me, right? And the only thing that I can tell you is it is very difficult to maintain the the frequency that expectation is, is about just around the corner, right? It's hard. It's hard to live on that wavelength, especially when you've been living in the wavelength of doubt for so long. You start to think like, oh, well, this is it. This is all that life has to give. So I might as well settle into that. But that is the worst possible thing that you can do. I promise you there is an abundance of love. There's an abundance of resources, provision of happiness for every single one of us. You just have to get on the level where you believe. And yes, there are work. There are things you're going to have to do. But... I promise you, if you can just stay on the wavelength, stay on the frequency of expectation, knowing that all your needs will be provided, God would not withhold any good thing from those who follow him. I believe that. So when you get out into the world this week, just know that you have a place at that table. You're not there because of happenstance. You're not there because of, you know, some accident. You're there because you deserve to be there and nothing is going to be withheld from you. So fix your crown and adjust like you know. You can have heaven here on earth, right here. I love you so much for listening. Peace.